0: Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host Kathy Cruz. I am really excited because we are continuing with the Shopkeeper Story series. That's where I, you know, take an episode, or actually four episodes this time, and I interview different uh, shopkeepers in our communities. And today I have another Master Shopkeeper member. It's Jen Luna, and I will let her talk about her businesses, because normally when I bring someone on, we're talking about one business, but Jen is definitely a unique, uh, her situation. She's a bit of a unicorn, at least in my mind, she is, <laughs> she has three stores, all different business models or business types or retail types, I guess I should say, and then she's opening more stores. It's really an incredible story. So I'm really happy to have her here. And I told her <laughs> before we started talking, I said, I have so many questions. And I know her and I have talked before, but I'm, I was saving them for this interview. So Jan, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us about all of your stores to start.
1: Well, first, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I've listened to every single episode uh, and I even find things... Jewels in each one. And when you tell my story a little bit just now, I feel crazy. So uh, (laughs) I started with one store and it was online. It was called OfficeLux.com. And it was, you know, supposed to be this is about eight or nine years ago. And it was all pretty office supplies. And then it quickly morphed into wanting to do a brick and mortar. And so we changed it to Paper Lux and brought in a lot more stationery and gifts and kind of deviated away from just the office type products. And we moved from a teeny tiny location to a still tiny location to now what I deem our forever home. And it's about 1800 square feet. And we love it. And then there was an empty space next door actually too. And so after a year, we just kept staring at it and going, you know what, our toy section is doing really well. So we I don't know why, but we would like, let's open a toy store. So we opened a toy store and then another year or two went by and we had a space in between that we used for workshops and rented it out for events. But then we were like, mm, you know what? The home goods are selling really well. Let's just open a home store. So now we have three stores. They're all side by side, but they're all separate businesses. And now we're looking at in a couple of months of opening our second paperlux location, Uh, what we call across the bridge uh, in Gig Harbor. So it's the next town over, but it's because it's across a big toll bridge, it seems like a whole nother world over there. So we're excited about that. And because I'm extra, extra crazy and don't like to sleep, we also decided to rent the 900 square foot space attached to that new location to open a baby shop because there are no baby shops over there. So I don't know how many that adds up to, and there's even another one in the works that's an online only store, but we don't need to talk about that right now.
0: (laughs) Okay. You just blew me away with that one. Although I should not be surprised because I feel (laughs) like every time I talk to you, you, I have so many questions and I'm sure everyone listening is, is wondering this, like all the same things that I'm thinking. So let's back up a little bit. What area of the U S are you in?
1: Yeah, we're in Tacoma, Washington, which is about 40 minutes south of
0: Seattle. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought you were in the Seattle area. And when you say we, who's we? Or are you doing this all yeah. alone? No, definitely,
1: definitely not alone. Uh, my mom is my partner. So we started it together and have been doing it the whole time. She is nearing retirement. So she's still very much involved, and in, she's the a merchandiser behind our brand. I'm definitely like the business side, but I would just buy all the cute things and then throw them in the pile in the middle of the store, if it were just me. So she makes it all look good. And then after that, and this took a really long time to get to, I feel like some people hear the story and think I just started this way. We, we was just my mom and I, for the first five years, and it was a struggle, but uh, once we moved to the bigger location and could actually hire people, now we have two full-time managers that manage the stores that are also like my dear, dear friends now. And then lots of awesome team members on top of that.
0: Okay. So just so that everyone has and shout out to your mom, cause I, I haven't got yeah. her virtually <laughs> or anything, but we, t- we, you know, she comes up in conversation. So I just want to make sure I yeah. mention her
2: Cause she's, she's the amazing.
0: other half of this business and I want to make sure I give her credit, Absolutely. but how big are the other two stores that you have open right now? They're all the same. They're all 1800 square feet, give or take. Okay. And the two that you're going to be opening up the second paper Lux location and the baby store, the paper Lux location.
1: Number two is 2200 square feet. And then the baby store is uh, just under
0: 900. Okay. So they're all pretty decent in size. I mean, the baby store is a little bit smaller and I get it, but they're all decent size store. Yeah. I mean, our first,
1: very first location I think was 600 square feet. And then the next one was a thousand. And then the third and final one, which is a much better location foot traffic. Well, not necessarily. We don't get foot traffic as much. Few restaurants are nearby and whatnot, but it's just a much more visible location, which saved us. I don't know that we'd be here today if we were still in one of those teeny tiny spots.
0: Mm. And are people in the Tacoma area, are they saying like, man, that Jen and her mom are like (laughs) dominating every storefront. They're like monopolizing. Uh, We
1: get a, we get a lot of jokes that like there's a nail (laughs) salon and a a specialty beer store and a Thai restaurant. If any of them go out of business, everybody just knows I'll just take it over (laughs) and do another store. But for me, it's like, you know, you, you get the business model down and, you know, you kind of get a handle on retail life. And I mean, it took five, six, seven, I mean, I'm still learning, but six, seven solid years. Then it's like, oh, you just replicate it with different products. And so we just always took what our top selling products were in the existing store and then made a store out of that. That's why baby store is kind of a top of our list because our teeny tiny baby section just sells so much and there's nothing else in the area in Tacoma, there's a really awesome baby shop, So we didn't want to open one here. So we just have a small section, but in Gig Harbor, there's nothing. So mm-hmm. I try to find what the need is and then kind of fill that.
0: Fill that and I, I love, and I know it's not simple and I know it's been a ton of work, but I do love that you, there's something about the way you approach it. And clearly it's different than most, like some shopkeepers, view their store. They love it. Of course, we're all passionate about it, but you know, you'll know, you hear so many of them say like, gosh, one store is exhausting or I can't even imagine, but I feel like you've tapped into what you're really good at and it's easy for you to replicate it and you make it seem easy, almost like common sense. And I actually appreciate it. Like I look, really looked forward to this episode because I think it's really important for people to hear is don't overcomplicate it know yep. your numbers, know what's selling well, know what's working and run with that and get rid of the rest kind of logic.
1: Yes. I'm very much in the camp of, you know, analyzing whatever you're analyzing, whether it's the numbers or the products in your store and what's selling, what's not get a game plan, do it, move on. Made a million mistakes. Just like, I think, I think that's just what you do as a shopkeeper. You can't avoid that. Um, but what I, when that happens or, you know, a competitor comes around with selling the same, same things as we do, you know, you just figure it out, make a decision and move on. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not an emotional person. Cause I feel like I probably am, but, but I try to take the emotion part out of it. And I think that's helped a lot. As soon as I stopped worrying about what the other shop down the street is doing, or, you know, if a customer came in and was really upset, you know what, they're just having a bad day. It really has nothing to do with me. So I try to also parlay that onto uh, my staff because I have some very emotional staff too, you know, and you just, you just got to move on. That's why I feel like I say that all the time. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Move (laughs) on. And so I, I feel like that's a secret to my success, maybe a little
0: bit. No, for sure. I see it and I appreciate it. Um, and I admire it. I I love the mindset stuff, but before we get into the mindset stuff, I do want to kind of get, go back a little bit and talk about what, what is your background? Because Mm. I mean, this has been eight or nine years of your life, but prior to that, what were you doing? And I also want to cover family because you're doing this with, you know, uh, in a marriage with children, and I think mm-hmm. that's important too. Um, well, how much time do you have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh,
1: my background's a little bit all over the place, but I, I am the type of person who like I competed in 10th grade in an entrepreneurship um, business writing, business plan writing competition in 10th grade. And I won at the state level and got to go to Orlando and compete. And it was a sports bar in 10th grade. I don't know. It was just, I knew I loved the process of creating a business and everything that goes into that from really early, but then I kind of, you know, I went to school USC and I specifically went there because they had an entrepreneurship program, but then in college, I just, I don't know. I learned all kinds of different things and really grew up a lot. And then I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I always knew I wanted to start something of my own, but it took, you know, I don't know how many years, 30 years. No, not 30. I'm not that old. 15 years, maybe to kind of figure it out. And uh, it was a long process. But until, let's see, when I first opened the shop, I was still working full time, I would say almost 60, 70, 80 hours a week at times, I was doing online business management for some clients that were like speakers and authors, and I would do all their email marketing. So I definitely had a technical background, which has definitely helped Shopkeeping in terms of having a website and knowing how to send email marketing, things like that. But I still worked those full hours the first five years of shopkeeping. And I pretty much almost had a nervous breakdown at one point because I then also got married again. Then you have a mixed family in there and it got really complicated. But then, as with most things in my life, I just said, you know what? This is what we're going to do. And I quit my old jobs and I dove head in and I have never looked back. And at that point, that's when our business really took off when I put 100% of my efforts into it. So, uh, that and then the family part is I've got the most amazing husband on the planet, and he has always been super supportive. Obviously, my mom is super supportive. It's definitely not something I've done on my own. Um, and then I also, like Kathy and I were joking, I'm not like the stay-at-home mom type. I definitely love to work, and I think my family has come to appreciate that, hopefully. <laughs> and they just let me do my thing. But I've also made it, especially in the last couple of years, a point to, you know, not take home work with me. I mean, to some extent, because I think it's also important to keep your family uh, front and center, because that's usually why you're doing your business. You know, you want to support your family and. Uh, that took me a long time to kind of find a midpoint. It also helps when you have staff and team to help you. I think in those early years when it's just you or you and your mom, in my case, I feel you if you're in that stage, cause that's like the hardest I think. But now I've got, I think 15 staff and I don't have to be in the store on any particular day. It's always covered by somebody else. And that's like a whole new world for me. Yeah. And, it's, and I think that's what gives me the space to, to create more businesses and think up those big things. Like I never could have done all of that in the early years when we were alone.
0: Yeah. It took you how many years to go from, you said you were, it was just you and your mom for five years. Mm-hmm. And then how many years before you actually left your full-time career? I did that about five years in, uh, I just,
1: cause I was trying to slowly get my way out of the other one, but then I'd be working, you know, furiously hard at the shop and somebody would walk in and I'd be like, oh, a customer's walking in. And I was like, I don't want to have that feeling where a customer walking in is a bad thing. Like that should be a really good thing. So kind of, I had that aha moment. And then, so that was five years in. And so it's been, yeah, three more years all on full-time.
0: And were you and your mom paying yourselves in those first five years or mm, were we no not? <laughs>
1: Now, I, I honestly, you're going to laugh at me, Kathy, and probably scold me, but I didn't get my first official paycheck until last week, but that's not to say I didn't take money out. I did take some owner's draws, but I officially, we we're both now on payroll as of last week, making what somebody should be making probably in this position, maybe a little less, but yeah, it took a long time. I feel like I always just wanted to put money back in the business or I'd want to spend it to hire somebody else. So, I mean, it depends. You know, I'm lucky, extremely lucky and fortunate that I have a husband who works full time and can support the family. I mean, there's no doubt I could have not done it if I just had to support myself, probably, um, at least not until more recently. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. It feels
1: good to be on payroll.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, congratulations you. To both of you. And I think it's probably a good message because I know other master shopkeepers members see you and see what you've built and what you've done. And sometimes it's nice to know, you know, as much as I talk about paying yourself and the value of paying yourself and finding value in yourself and compensating yourself for that time, I never want to judge anyone for where they are on their journey, but I think some people will appreciate hearing this from you. So thank you for sharing that because you didn't, you didn't have to share that. (laughs) <laughs> another thing I'm all about yeah what's that I'm
1: all about being real I don't know people can ask any question they want I will give you an honest answer so and I, I would say that like people like me you might from the outside say oh my gosh she has so many businesses and her revenue is whatever but honestly that never tells you the true story like ever you know so don't make assumptions that's one other thing I've tried to do yeah yeah Definitely. And also, the FedEx man is dropping off some packages. So sorry for a little noise for a second. That's okay. <laughs> you can keep going. What's his name? We'll say hey, hi. How are you? Uh, he has a nickname. His name is Nemo. Hi, Nemo. <laughs> they say hi. I'm on a phone call. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so great. I mean, this is t- this is perfect. This is actually perfect because this is exactly what happened. <laughs> I knew. I knew he would come right when I got on. So, so a couple things. Oh, I make sure I talk about with you specifically is to go back to the whole mindset conversation. Cause yeah. the, that's one thing that I, I find really interesting about you is you, you have like a, just kind of like a clean mindset around things around gifting and donating and around mm. competition or what others would view as competition. And I, I would just love for you to share some things about that? Cause it's, it comes from this really abundant place and I love it.
1: Yeah. So I had the benefit of when I mentioned my previous job that I did for quite a long time, I, I, I don't know what you call my position. I was an assistant of sorts, but to all of these people in this space of, um, self-growth and uh, the law of attraction, if you're familiar with that. And I, I always joke, I'm not a woo-woo person at all. I'm not, you know, super religious or I don't, I don't know. I just don't really get into all of that. But I, what I did take from all of those people was just this strong message of what you put out into the universe is what you're going to get back. And that has always just stuck with me. And so my mom also, you know, I introduced her to some of the teachings of that. And then, so we tried to joke around about it and, Like when we find ourselves in a negative space, we both just look at each other and we laugh and go, put it in a bubble and push it out and then think of something happy. I don't know, it's so ridiculous. That's kind of why we laugh every time. But the more happy thoughts you have and the less negative thoughts you have, you're gonna attract whatever you're thinking about. And so, you know, took me a while on the competition part of it because there are some other shops, you know, in our area and, you know, you're constantly comparing yourself And I was just like, I don't want to feel this way. So I just made a decision a few years ago that I, if I was following, you know, other stores and it made me feel in a negative way, I just muted them or unfollowed them. It doesn't mean I don't, you know, totally unaware of things going on, but if it's not in front of your face all the time, then you can't think about it. So I follow really happy accounts and just always try to, uh, what's the word readjust my mindset and, uh. When I find myself in a space where I'm feeling negative or being judgy, because I'm not going to lie, those, all those feelings still come around, but I immediately try to adjust my, my thinking and my feeling and go to a happier place. That might sound way easier said than done, but once you get into that practice, it's actually quite easy.
0: I can't agree more. I I feel the same way. It takes a lot of work. And some people ask me the same thing. And it's just, you know, even in my own community where we have our store in Lakewood, Ohio, like, luckily, a lot of the business owners around me, we embrace and support each other and encourage each other. Mm -hmm. I don't luckily haven't experienced what some other store owners have. But even if I did, Mm -hmm. I would. Feel the same way. It would just kind of find my own place and keep my own positive mindset and shift the thoughts. I mean, it t- does shift, take yeah. a lot of shifting. Mm-hmm. Of thoughts after Shifting is the word. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that doesn't mean
1: that those other negative thoughts aren't don't come up. I feel like some people are think that you get to a point where maybe that never happens. It still happens. It's just that practice of shifting.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's human nature, and it's our brains. Yeah. Brains are pretty incredible. And we have to work at, yep. you know, sometimes changing the thoughts. Or I just said recently said to someone like our brains just want to make us comfortable. And sometimes comfort
1: mm-hmm.
0: isn't always the most positive place or where we want to be. So I work right. really hard at making my brain uncomfortable because I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not how yeah. I feel. That's not, not how I want to think. Exactly. So, Shifting, shifting completely from the brain and the woo (laughs) to technology and omni-channel another Mm. place, another area of business where I really respect and admire you. When I think of, um, when I think of a couple of shopkeepers who really embrace the whole omni-channel retailing concept, you're one of them. You really, um, you really embrace Shopify and everything that Shopify Mm -hmm so if you're talking to a new store owner who's opening I would love for you to share like some advice around that because you do that really really well you know you even recently said um, your reach on Pinterest is incredible for paper Mm -hmm. so I would love for you to just kind of touch on that
1: yeah I think uh, we started our website you know eight years ago whatever on volusion which at the time was probably on par with shopify i don't even know if shopify it must have been in its early stages but uh we kind of quickly learned that it didn't have all the things we wanted and so i've been with shopify i think seven years pretty close so uh i have a lot of knowledge with it and we run all of our stores all on shopify but separate shopify accounts so I just figure when you're gonna go all in. I did a lot of research. They had, you know, at the time and still do. I feel like um, the best offerings. I don't know. I don't think any of them are perfect. Like I know a lot of people use Square, and they're they're also constantly changing and improving. I just think whichever one you choose to go with, you just got to kind of go all in, but then also not be afraid to try new things. So like with Shopify. I don't, it's kind of complicated because, you know, you have your base price and the base plan, and then you have to add on all these things to get, you know, to an ideal website. But in my opinion, if you're going to be omnichannel and you really want to have a presence, you kind of have to take all those add-ons as an investment and not be scared at, oh, wow, this is $40 more a month. Okay, well, is that $40 going to bring you in hundreds or thousands of dollars more a month? Like, I think people don't ever take that step to to look at the down the road and how much that's actually gonna do. So like Pinterest, we pay, I don't know how much it is, but for some program that I joke, I don't even know what it does anymore, but it brings in thousands and thousands of new people and we don't do anything. We literally just kind of set it up in the beginning. Um, so I think A, you need to look at, at all of the technology as an investment. It's not going anywhere obviously at this point. So. If you truly wanna be a business, even if you just wanna have your walk-in brick and mortar traffic, you know those people need to find you on their phone, they need to find you on the web, they need to find you everywhere. Otherwise, they don't anymore think that you're a legit business if they can't find you on all the, all the channels. So, I mean, when COVID hit, we were really set up. I think this is the only reason we really, well, not the only reason, but the main reason we thrived so well through the pandemic is we had curbside pickup was already available Um, we already were set up to ship all of our orders and we were just in all the, all the places that people would need to find us. And so you can't, if you're not good at technology, you can't just ignore it and hope it's going to go away. I've had a lot of conversations around town here locally with some older shopkeepers and they just don't know where to start. And my answer is always just start, just get a website, start from there, ask for help and keep growing. You can never stop learning. I, I never stop learning about a new app. I probably try to add an app all the time. (laughs) My team's like, don't teach us anything more like, but there's a new cool one. Look what it does. They're like, okay, well, we haven't mastered the one from last week yet. So I don't know if I'm really making sense here, but I, I just feel so strongly in technology that you have to put the time and the money into it.
0: That's why I wanted to make sure we talked about it today. Cause, and the other thing too, is I think I've, for as long as you've been in Master Shopkeepers, and we'll talk about that next, I think I always viewed you as very intuitive. Um, and I I don't think I ever gave you credit for how analytical you are. And I <laughs> that's great. Like now I, I see it now that we actually get to sit and talk. So that leads to, you know, the conversation about master shopkeepers. You've been in probably over a year now, about a year. Has it been at least, year. yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious, like what made you join the group and what are some of your favorite parts of being, you know, a member?
1: Uh, so many things. I think, you know, I was trying to find a group of, you know, just other shopkeepers that weren't like clothing boutique owners that or solely for clothing. I feel like there's a lot out there for that, but I wanted somebody that sells home goods or sells, I don't know, anything other than clothes. And, uh, I was really looking for somewhere, where I could go and ask questions because you can Google until you're cross-eyed and still never find like an answer. And you just want to be like, Hey, you do this, tell me what it's like. Um, So to have that kind of firsthand experience with people and, you know, you can be friendly with your local shopkeepers, but they're always going to hide some stuff from you as you would from them just for proprietary reasons. So I, I love that it's all shopkeepers from all over the country. And you can ask personal questions and get honest, genuine answers from people who don't feel threatened. And uh, the sense of community is just amazing. I feel like it's such a safe space, such a safe space. Um, I don't know what else to say. I don't know how to really verbalize that, but I just love the other members. Like I. You know, I'm a member of probably, I don't know, some embarrassing amount of Facebook groups, but master shopkeepers is like my top pinned group. And I check it obsessively. Anytime anyone comments, I'm like the first one in there to look at it. And you know, if I have some feedback, I'm always willing to share it. So it's just, you've really created a wonderful group of people. I think.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. And for someone who's listening, who's new, Because not everyone has listened Mm -hmm. from the beginning, but if you're listening and you haven't heard about Master Shopkeepers, I do offer territory protection. And part of it is Mm -hmm. just to be able to create a safe, it's the safe space that I think so many members appreciate. Not that it's a click Mm -hmm. or anything like that. That's not Mm -hmm. what I perpetuate um but it, there is and I think we've talked about this in the two other episodes before this but yeah. just a strong sisterhood and a strong bond and I appreciate everything that you said so yeah. moving on where do you see I mean normally I ask like where do you see your <laughs> in five years but like where do you see your empire in five years Oh, uh, that's a great
1: question. And I don't even know what I would have said five years ago. I probably would have just said one store, but now that I've kind of gotten the bug of like starting all these companies, I don't know. I definitely see, um, paper Lux is, is kind of funny. It's like my, my baby. It's like the main one, but I feel like we'll definitely have more locations of that store for sure. Uh, and then, you know, maybe another toy store. I don't know. Our toy store works because it's next door and it's just complimentary. I don't know if I'd have more of those, but, you know, probably more of those. <laughs> more of the home stores. I don't know. It's a good question. I really, really don't know. But I do know that I love the idea of starting these businesses and the freedom it gives me. And now that we're actually making some money and I can donate money, it's like my mind is a little blown. And so, I think there'll be a lot more social thinking behind future businesses and making sure they're set up in ways that, you know, align with my my values and the people I want to support and making a difference in the communities versus up until now it's just been like I think it's fun I'm going to open up a store. So I think moving forward any other stores and ventures will definitely have, you know, a really strong social and community aspect to them that I'm actually really looking forward to. So
0: well, that's incredible. Yeah. That's a great way to end this episode. You are incredible. Like, seriously, I know I say it all the time. And I also want to make sure I say thank you because when people ask questions in both Master Shopkeepers and the lab, you always show up, and I really appreciate it, especially the Shopify questions. You're always willing. <laughs> And Always. don't just give like a one sentence answer. You're really, really helpful. So I want to make sure I say thank you. Cause that does like, that makes a difference. The more we give in those groups, the better the groups become. So thank you for doing. Yeah.
1: And then, you just know, the more out, you give, what's that? I was just going to say, the more you put out in those comments, I feel like I've gotten it back tenfold and people helping me when I have a question. So, you know, you got to just put yourself out there and it all
0: comes back. Yeah. Lots of give and take. We're going back to the woo again. (laughs) Ah, See, (laughs) I say I don't (laughs) like it, but I'm totally into it. Oh yeah. It's but Yeah. You're a closet woo person. Um, at my own store with my sister, like whenever I say, I'm like talking to the universe, I even have like this hand movement. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's probably what I would do
0: too. It's almost like jazz hands. <laughs> and yep. it's hilarious. And we laugh about it too. So I get it. All right. How can everyone find you? So of course, m- maybe keep it simple, like the three websites yep. and the three Instagram usernames. Well, if you go to our
1: Instagram for Paperlux, which is all together Paper Lux L-U-X-E Shop. So at Paperlux Shop, it links there to our other stores. Uh, so you can go there or just paperlux.com. So, and the other stores, if you just want to know what their names are, it's the Curious Bear Toy and Bookshop is our toy store. And the Crest Home is our home store. And then the new baby store will be called Little Lux.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah. And then maybe I'll have to bring you back on to find out what this other online shop is. You probably weren't even supposed to About that, or you weren't going to mention it. But. We we
1: haven't launched it yet, but it's my most uh, personal and most excited. I'm most excited about it, probably starting it than any other. But uh, but I have to get through opening the baby store in the second Paper Lux location before I can really
0: dive into it more. You so. know, I'm dying to know, but I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> I'll tell you. I will I'll <laughs> bring you back. I'll bring you back. There we go. Perfect. Thank you. You shared so many good nuggets, like just lots of experience like just a viewpoint, an experienced viewpoint. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being in the group and thank you for doing this today. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. Bye.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.